What if it was possible to have local fresh groceries delivered right to your door? Think of all the free time you'd have. Well, Instacart gives unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. Forgot that special ingredient in your favorite dish? Instacart can deliver it to your front door in as fast as one hour. You can shop multiple stores, see deals in your area, and save time and money. I've been using Instacart for over three years. I started using them in Arizona, and I'm using them here in Florida. I love the time-saving convenience. They pick the freshest products, and they keep my eggs safe, too. To receive your first delivery free, follow the link in the show notes so that Instacart knows that we sent you and to help support the show. Instacart, never step foot in a grocery store again. Welcome to Empowered Within, a soul-quenching, transformational podcast that will set your soul on fire through candid and inspiring conversations. Leading experts, celebrities, healers, and I share our journeys of how we've overcome challenges to living an empowered life from within. I'm your host, Jennifer Pilates. Welcome to another episode of Empowered Within. Hi there, and welcome to the show. I am honored to have with us today, Laura Worcester. She is an intuitive medium, teacher, and host of the Intuitive Life program on Unity Radio. On her journey of 17 years, she has studied with top teachers in her field from New England, New Jersey, New York, and the UK. With a calm and supportive presence, Laura offers private intuitive sessions to help you become the person you are meant to be while honoring where you are today. In addition, she offers private mediumship sessions that offer peace and the awareness that your departed loved ones are still present. Welcome to the show, Laura. It is such an honor to have you. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for inviting me on. Excited for our conversation today. Me too. I'm excited because I always have a roadmap, but then I'm like, universe, okay, where are we going? (laughs) I love that. I, I love that. know. So I would love to know, where did it start for you? How did you come to the awareness that, wow, I'm a medium? How did that start? What did your journey look like? No, well, it's a long story, but I'll try and make it as short as possible. You know, a lot of times people, they'll know when they're in their early years that something is different. And that's kind of the, similar what happened with me was that I was familiar with energy around me when I was very young. I I thought everybody could sense what I saw or sense or see what I could see. It it just, so I could feel energy. I could feel beings. I could hear things that nobody else could hear. But, you know, as I grew up and became a teenager, I stopped hearing those things. I stopped seeing those things as much. I kind of submerged it a bit. It was when I became a mother that things started to change a little bit. So I was in my twenties and I started to sense spirit again. And those memories started coming back from when I was a child. And I said, oh, I thought that was my imagination back then. So you know, as time went on, I would, I just said, oh, that's weird, or that's unusual, or that's kind of different. Then at some point, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression. And I was looking for a way to deal with that without having to to turn to medication. Now, before I go any further, I always say there's a place for that for some people. And I believe that it's a very helpful tool. It was my choice, at least um, working with my doctor, that there was other alternatives to doing that. So what I wanted to do was to explore meditation to help ease off of that. And it worked. So so what happened was for about six months, I was doing a guided meditation every single day. 
and it was the same one. And at one point I was having a conversation about with someone about their loved one in spirit. It just happened to be a casual conversation with um, someone I knew. And then I started hearing their person talking to me out of the blue. And so it was literally in a moment, everything changed. Mm-hmm. And I had to go, I had to get super curious and I had to figure out, am I, am, is there something psychological that I need to deal with? Or is this something more that I need to understand more about myself and the world? And so it started a whole journey of me looking for more information and to ask the questions and to really start to uncover what was going on with my experiences. And that's when I started to realize that, you know, I came synchronistically, I came across a book by John Edward. I was familiar with John Edward and I kind of, I observed what he did on TV, but I didn't really understand what he was doing. I mean, I, I, Logically, I did, but I didn't mm-hmm. re- really quite get it. But when I read the book, I, all of a sudden, it just I said, this is what's been happening to me. I'm experiencing dead people. So it, it really set me out on a journey to really understand intuition, psychic abilities, spirit. And it really, you know, the one thing about this is it, it really made the, the thing that really rocked my world is that I saw the world very differently. I saw my relationships very differently. I saw how I related to the world very differently. And it, it changed everything. That's how my journey began. Wow, that is an incredible journey. So now, of course, the next question, someone at home is going, okay, well, that's wild. Does this happen all the time? Do you turn it on? Do you turn it off? How does it work for you? With a connection to spirit, with practice, I learned to where to set boundaries, boundaries with spirit. And it's funny, I was just had, I had a class last night with some students of mine, and there's some that are very, very open, and they're just beginning their journey. And they said, I can't keep doing this. I'm getting woken at two o'clock in the morning by spirits. And I said, it doesn't have to be that way. You, you can set those boundaries. So I don't go around seeing spirit everywhere. I don't sense them everywhere. It's where I put my attention. So I'm able to turn that off now before it was everywhere. And I was overwhelmed by the sense of spirit. Mm-hmm. But with intention and attention, I'm able to not feel it unless I need to. Unless you need to. So setting that boundary. So for you was, how did you learn about boundary setting when it came to this? Because I'm sure someone's like, well, I've tried to tell them don't come, but they're still coming, Laura. (laughs) You know? Right. Yeah, that's true. And that there's a reason for that. I believe my my own personal opinion with that, but I've had really great teachers in, you know, that have guided me and um, kept me grounded. And I've just found just by experience that when spirit was sort of invading my space and trying to get my attention, that I wasn't really giving clear boundaries. And so when people are saying that they're not, I think because what my turn on switch, when I begin to connect with spirit, if I'm sitting with a client, a, a sitter, is that I turn my attention to spirit and I start asking questions. Who are you? What was your life like? All these things. And if someone is kind of um, sensing spirit, if they're a curious person to begin with, they go, oh, I wonder who that is. And they don't realize that they're turning on that switch. They're they're picking up the phone. They're saying, oh, they do want to talk to me. They're asking me questions. So I would say anybody who might be struggling with feeling overwhelmed with that, maybe look at, first of all, a great book is like Judith Orloff's book, The Empath Survival Guide. She offers some great tips Mm -hmm. on setting energetic boundaries. So that's one thing that works with with living people as well as people in spirit. Um, But also to recognize when you, are you really not 
not not paying attention? You know, are you are you actually asking questions in your mind? Who is this? Why are they here? And it's more out of curiosity. Sometimes it comes from fear because you're asking, who is this? What are they doing here? But it is, but essentially, it's spirit is saying, oh, they're paying attention. I'm going to start. I'm going to keep talking to them. <laughs> right? They look great. That's look at that. Look at that light. We want to attach to that light. <laughs> listening to me. I'm going to keep talking to them. Right. So I, I would say be really, really honest with yourself if you're, if you're struggling with that mm-hmm. and um, set, set some boundaries. Yeah, that's great advice. Over the years, what do you feel has been your most challenging aspect in the spiritual world and through your growth? Oh, oh that's a really good question. There's so many things I, I can address with this. It's keeping things in perspective is a really important piece that I've learned over time to stay grounded and to recognize that having this connection is perfectly natural and that everybody has the ability to connect with spirit. Does that mean that everybody is meant to become a working medium or psychic? I wouldn't say that. I think we all have our own paths, but it doesn't mean it doesn't have to be part of our human experience. So I think that that main thing is to recognize Keeping the ego in check and, re- and recognizing that mediums are just human beings and we're not infallible. And that's something that has been always on the forefront of my mind. Like I said before, I have great teachers who have kept me very grounded and focused on on service. And it's not about you. It's about spirit. It's about serving people and helping people and helping people heal. So that's the one thing is keeping that perspective is really important. And the other challenging piece as well and is something I share with my students is that becoming a medium is just one aspect of our human experience, if that's someone's path. Mm-hmm. It's also, we have to in tandem work on ourselves as we develop as mediums. And that I think that is probably the most challenging piece and probably one of the reasons why my mediumship sort of awoke at the time that it did, because I was struggling with you know anxiety and depression and wondering where my life was going. And it caused me to really look inward and really look at what I really believe, to look at the way, you know, beliefs that were sort of, we all come up with beliefs as children about what the world is like and how we see ourselves and things like that. So I had to really work on myself. You know, personal development is just as much a part of mediumistic spiritual development. It doesn't have to be even mediumship. It could be any kind of spiritual development, but our own work looking at our own stuff and dealing with it and working on it continually and being aware of it and how it operates in our life is just as important as how we learn how to connect with spirit. Mm -hmm. So those two things have to work in tandem. And I think sometimes if we focus too much on the mediumistic development or spiritual development, whatever that might be for you, it can get really, your physical world can get very out of sync. Mm -hmm. And so it's good to have both of those things in our line of sight at all times. So that's probably one of the hardest things I had to learn. And uh, but it's been the most rewarding. Yeah, it sounds like it. So Mm -hmm. to maybe a listener who may be out there and say, okay, well, I definitely know I have some intuitive abilities. I don't think I'm a medium, but I think every once in a while, like I'm attracting. Some people may call it like a wayward soul or because they're comfortable with that kind of language. And they're saying, why is that happening to me? And what do I need to do to set that boundary? So they go to someone like you, who, you know, is the professional (laughs) versus someone (laughs) who may go, well, I'm not a medium, but they're, they're following me around. What would you say to those listeners out there? Are you ready to lose inches, increase strength, and tone your body from head to toe? 
Are you ready for a total body, mind, and spirit transformation? I am excited to announce that I am launching my exclusive eight-week Pilates Return to Life training program. This will give you an opportunity to have a total body, mind, and spirit transformation of health and wellness to a new lifestyle. Imagine in seven days you will feel a difference, in 14 days you will see a difference, and in eight weeks you will have your new Pilates body. So what do you say? Want to join me on the mat? Head over to jenniferpilates.com today. Space is limited. Use a special promo code EW and the word special, EW special to receive $200 off while space is available. Head on over to jenniferpilates.com and I'll see you on the mat. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. Just because someone is openly, you know, intuitive, occasionally they they can also cross over into that realm or into that that frequency of spirit. So it can happen, uh, especially people who do body work, you know, massage therapists, estheticians, people mm-hmm. do hair. Anybody who's in people's energy a lot, and you're talking and talking and talking, that it kind of it opens you up intuitively, and so you'll you might pick up these things uh, or sense these frequencies around people. So I would say if anybody was feeling very open to to look at people's work who help you with um, empathic boundaries, like Judith Orloff's book is a really great source. Maybe to study psychic development or intuitive development. I really believe that it would be an awesome thing if. In intuitive awareness was taught in public schools, to be honest. I think that's something that everybody could use. So if, if anybody's feeling drawn to that or that kind of, you know, that kind of subject matter to, to study that. For sure. Um, because then the next step could be, you know, if you find that you're opening up to the spirit world and it's a little overwhelming, then you can find a teacher to help you with that or a mentor mm-hmm. to help you stay grounded with that. But I do think it's important if anybody even feels remotely in interested in that type of thing, just take a class. doesn't mean you become a working psychic, but you'll just be more aware of how you present yourself energetically to the world and how you perceive the energetic world as well. That is great advice. And I love Judith's book. It's on my bookshelf. It has more highlights in it. And, you know, as an (laughs) empath, I mean, it's just an incredible resource. So totally agree with you on that. Do you think over the years, and it's been many years now that you've been really growing and practicing with your intuitive abilities, what is the biggest aha moment that you've had? Oh, good question. Um, I would think, well, one of the, well, I can't, I can't pin it down to one moment, but when these, there's certain moments when I'm doing this work that I recognize truly that we're not in control. We are really not in control. (laughs) And that there is a bigger picture happening here. And there's things that we we want to happen, you know, connections we want to make with spirit, the people that we want to hear from. We want to, you know, where's my grandmother? Why isn't she coming in? Why isn't she saying hello? But I, I do believe that there's a bigger picture here and they have a, a different perspective about where we are and what we need to hear and what we need to, what kind of connections we need to make in order to heal. I think the spirit world has our best interests at heart. They want us to be healthiest, 
we can be here physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And if they're going to interfere with that at all, they may not come through when we want them to, or they may not come through in a way that we expect them to. And so I think that's one of the things that I've realized over time, I've kind of learned to just trust that, that there is a process here that we don't fully understand as human beings, that ultimately things that we hope to happen may not be for our highest and best good. That is so true. So very true. That patience, that faith, that hope that we need to have in those moments. You touched Mm -hmm. on something very interesting, I think is a really good question for someone out there who maybe recently, this last two years, we've all had a lot of loss in our lives. And if someone was saying, geez, Laura, I I sit here, I try to talk to granddad, my grandmother, my aunt, my uncle. Is there a simple way that you could give someone who is unfamiliar and saying, I just want a sign to know that they're okay? What would you say to that person to help them in that process? There are a lot of ways to do this. Um, And and it sometimes, I I will say the beginning, when you do this, you kind of have to suspend disbelief for a little bit and and not to make every sign a sign from your loved ones. I don't want to go that far over to that, you know, the pendulum swinging that far, but to suspend disbelief for a little bit, that anything's possible, that, that the spirit world can connect to us in ways that, we may not be accustomed to with connecting people here in the living. So for example, it would be a great idea to set up a sign that you would want to see from your loved ones. Some people set up certain signs from certain people, but it's it can be really helpful as a, as a tool. So for example, someone might say, I want dimes. Can you, you know, Bring me dimes in unexpected places. And so from, you know, maybe you want that from your grandfather. So you just keep reminding them, say, show me dimes in weird places, you know, or show me dimes in unusual ways. And just be open to how those come through. It may not be actual literal dimes. It could be someone talking about dimes that you overhear them talking about it, or you see something unusual that involves dimes, you know, and just being open to that. And if you're not 100% sure that the sign that you're receiving is actually from your loved one, I always say, just say to them in your mind, because it's a telepathic connection, and just say to them, granddad, if that was you, thank you so much. I saw it. I absolutely saw it. And um, it just sort of lets them know that you're you're acknowledging those those connections. It's always good to look at the date (laughs) on those coins. I'll tell you a quick story. I have a friend of mine who passed about 10 years ago, and she was like a second mother to me. It's here, our Empowered Within bonus clips and behind-the-scenes videos from podcast episodes. You can check out the pre-show, the post-show, and everything in between that doesn't actually make it into the podcast episodes. Head over to jenniferpilates.com, click podcast, and click watch videos, and you can watch never-before-seen podcast videos of our Empowered Within episodes. Enjoy 15% off with this promo code, Pilates15. Eating better is the key to better health, and Mother Nature offers us all the right ingredients. Eating a healthy, balanced diet that includes plenty of fruits and vegetables isn't always easy in today's lifestyle. That's why Juice Plus offers Mother Nature's gift and convenient, easy-to-consume products that are as close to nature as they possibly could be. 
Plant-based nutrition from fruits and vegetables has been demonstrated by science to give your body the building blocks it needs to help you look better and feel better and live a longer and healthier life. Juice Plus products offer to improve heart health, the immune system, skin health, and other important aspects of health and wellness. I personally have been taking Juice Plus whole food nutrition for over 20 years. I swear by it. It's exactly what I need to help me keep my immune system healthy as it possibly can be. Juice Plus Promise is simple. It helps bridge the gap between what you should eat and what you do eat every day. Nothing more, nothing less. Follow the link in the show notes so that Juice Plus knows that we sent you and to help support the show. Juice Plus, plant-based nutrition from fruits and vegetables offers Mother Nature's gift to help you look better and feel better and live a longer and healthier life. And she was like a second mother to me. And so she would have been, gosh, she would have been 85 recently. Um, But there was one day I was working at a little new age store several years ago and not a few years after, after she had passed and I was closing up shop and it was, it was on her birthday. And so I was thinking about her and I stepped down onto the sidewalk to get everything inside and lock the front door. And I looked down and there's a quarter on the sidewalk. Like this, there was cracks in the, the sidewalk and there's a quarter sticking out straight up like this. I said, Oh, that's weird. So I picked up the coin, put it in my pocket, locked the door, went back inside. And I looked at the coin And the coin was the year, my wedding year, the year that I was married. And why this is significant is that she was all about my wedding. She didn't have her own children. So I was like her daughter in a lot of ways. So she was so excited about my wedding when it happened. She was there and she wanted to be a big part of it. And she was. And so I know it was really important to her. So that to me was, especially because it was her birthday that I found that quarter, that it was something really important. And I knew it was a hello from her. Wow, that is such a special story. Yeah, and so I didn't, there wasn't something I set up with her. I don't have a sign for her necessarily, but there was one, it was, it did have a lot of meaning. Um, And another story with her as well, which was pretty funny. I don't know, I, I wonder how spirit does this, but I do think they kind of influence us to do things at certain times so that we experience things in a way so that we see these signs. Mm-hmm. So you might be, you know, listening to the radio in the car. And I, I use this as an example on social media recently where you, know, you, you might be thinking of your parents on the wedding anniversary and you're in the car and their wedding song comes on the radio, you know, things like that. And some people just brush it away as coincidence, but I would just embrace it and say, if that was you guys, I definitely heard that. And people say, well, how did you get the song on the radio to play just at that time? I think they influenced us to turn on the radio and to turn it to a certain station. And then there it is. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's it's pretty simple how it works. But in that similar thing, when I was walking into a store to pick something up one day and I, and I heard the song over the the music in the um, the store, and there was this old disco tune that that my friend loved. And she said, "I remember we used to live. Uh, she used to live in an apartment attached to our home, and uh, she had a forty five of this of this song, and she would play it while she was cleaning the house. and And I always had this memory of her dancing, and she had a certain way of dancing, you know, this sort of disco dance thing. <laughs> and so when I walked in the store, I overheard the song, and I hadn't heard it in years. Like it was like from the seventies. Like oh my gosh, that's her song. So her, you know, she came to my mind. And so I got my, I got what I gathered my purchase together, go to the register. And the woman behind the register was dancing just like my friend would dance. 
just like her. And I was like, my goodness, it was just really cool. I'm like, how is this possible? And so she rang up my purchases and then she looked at my receipt and she's then the, the change or the amount of the, the sale. She goes, oh, it's your total is 1107. I, th- I can't remember the exact date, but this is just making that up. 1107. She goes, that's my brother's birthday. That's what she said. And I said, well, where's your brother? And she's like, oh, he passed. I was like, oh, I would say that's a hello from heaven. <laughs> yes. So it was so cool. It was like, she gave me a little gift. She didn't know who she was. But then, then there was a little, little hello for her, from her loved one. It was, it was cool. It was, it was really neat though, because when I walked in there, there was just this sort of the sense of magic in the air and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. So I knew something was up, but I wasn't really looking for anything, but it just happened. So just trust those moments, I would say. When you have those little, it feels like a little, little hello from heaven. I love those moments. I try to, yeah. I love, I love looking for them all day long, all day long. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to, you know, my loved ones that are past and God and angels and you're just not, ne- you're never alone. And I think that's important for people to know too, who may be feeling it, especially after these last two years, like we are so never alone. We are not alone. It may feel like that, you know, physically, but you know, you might be spending a lot of time alone recently, but we're really, truly never alone ever. And I love that you say you just keep talking to them because they do listen Mm -hmm. and they may not be able to give us an immediate response to let us know, to validate that. But if we're paying attention, there are, there are signs here and there that lets us know that they do listen to us. I know it's so special. Oh, I love that. Love your stories. I'm so happy you shared those. Those are great because I know so many people will resonate. I resonate with the dimes when you said that. It was like I instantly heard my granddad. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's right. You were bringing me dimes. It's just so (laughs) special. I love it. If you could give one piece of advice to our listeners who are just starting to embark on their spiritual journey, who are like, wow, maybe, you know, I know I've got, I have some gifts, not quite sure where to start. What would you say to those listeners out there? Great question. And it, of course, it'd be individualized for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But I would say try not to figure out the end game from the very beginning. Um, I think some people, they they look at other people on similar paths or similar experiences, and they think, well, if that was their experience, that's where I need to go. And that's not necessarily true. They may be a, you know an influence for you, but they may not be the blueprint for where you're supposed to be going. So I would say, let go of where you think it's going or where it's leading you. Be open to so many possibilities. And just, if there's anything that's kind of interesting you a little bit, let that be your guide. Let that be your intuition telling you there's something is here for you in this. Like, for example, when I was first starting out, I didn't know what I, I was searching. I was reading everything I possibly could get my hands on. I was like just reading every book I could possibly on all these subjects and just soaking up so much information, not really knowing where I was going. And so, for example, I, I, I took an angel class and did. And so there's, you know, I do believe in angels. I do talk to them, but they're not a major player in my work as far, you know, well, there's an influence, but I don't talk about them a lot with my work, but they did have an influence in some way. I learned from that experience and then I moved on from that. So that's just an example. Also Reiki as well. I don't do a lot of Reiki work anymore. I used to, but it also had an influence on my current work. So just know that everything that you kind of feeling drawn to, that your intuition is guiding you here for this bit of information, that, that direction for that little bit of information and recognizing that um, it's just as important to know what's not for you as it is, what is for you. So you might take a class or read a book and you go, hmm, that doesn't resonate with me. And that's okay. 
um, you don't have to accept everything hook, line, and sinker. It's a way to foster your discernment for what's true for you and what's true for your path. So yeah, so just soak up everything you can and just you know take in what what feels right and what doesn't and move on from that and keep going. Also, it's important to stay grounded as well. I know that when I was first starting out, and this, and I'm sure a lot of people listening will get this, there was probably a year or two where I was just like, I'm just gonna burn incense and I'm gonna listen to new agey music and <laughs> Right. We've all been there. We've all done it. (laughs) (laughs) Crystals everywhere, you know. And so just know that's not, I felt it wasn't sustainable to keep doing that because it, what for me, I found that I was giving my power to a lot of other things. Um, I was giving my power to crystals and I was telling this to a friend of mine. I said, crystals are wonderful. I I wear them. I have them around. They're beautiful. I look at them more as more of keeping my focus on intention than it is to giving the power for them to change my life. So recognizing that you have power and don't give it to other people, don't give it to objects, don't give it to anything um, other than yourself and recognize your own power. And there might be a lot of people around you that believe a certain thing. And if it doesn't sit right with you, it's okay. You're not wrong. (laughs) It just might not be a part of your path. But that's probably the best advice I can give. That is excellent advice. And I love that empowering yourself. We've all been there. I mean, there, I can remember days I would have like 20 crystal bracelets on, you know, suited up to go out into the grocery store until you really, (laughs) right. Until you're like superwoman. Like I've got all my, I mean, I've got some on today, but you know, it's just more about like, yeah, I mean, I always have a crystal somewhere on me. It's just a part of who I am now, but yes, but I can remember it was more so of a time like, (gasps) oh, I left my house without my crystals. I have to go back. You have to continue to grow and graduate and and empower yourself. And so that that really is excellent advice for all of us to remember because you can get tripped up along the way now and again. Oh, yeah. And that's okay. It's like, absolutely. And and just, you know, give it, you know, have have some... um, you know, be a bit, bit easy on yourself when that happens. And there's times when I'm like, oh, I kind of, you know, read this book and I, and I kind of thought it was the right thing. And it's like, no, it doesn't resonate with me anymore. And just move on from it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and don't, don't worry too much about it. Don't, you know, give it, cut yourself some slack. You know, that's what I say to people when they kind of feel like, you know, I kind of felt mis- misled by this information. I found it isn't true and that's okay. It was true for you at that moment. And then as you learned and grew and, and had different experiences, then you realize, oh, that wasn't really the best thing for my experience, but I learned from it and you move on. Right. Absolutely. I mean, there are plenty of books that I've started that I went, mm, I can see why millions of people might be enjoying this, but for me right now, not back on the bookshelf, it goes, and maybe it's just the timing <laughs> thing, you know, you never exactly. know. Well, absolutely. It, yeah. There's been times I've had a book and I go, oh, it doesn't resonate with me. And then I put it on my bookshelf. And then later on, I'm like, oh, it's time to read that one now. Mm -hmm. And then I see it through a different light, through different eyes and through a different heart. And then it's like, okay, now I get it. And uh, yeah, so it's sometimes there's a season and a reason for everything, a class, a book, connections with people, Mm -hmm. you know, everything. I love that. A season and a reason for everything. I love it. That's a great one. Well, Laura, we are getting to this time in the show where I ask this one question. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What is one thing that no one knows about Laura Worcester? Oh, my goodness. One thing that nobody knows. Um, well, not a lot of people know this, and people are kind of surprised when they say this, but I, I started out by studying music. Um, <laughs> about it. I'm not a good musician. I, I appreciate music and I'm musical, but I'm not a musician. 
but not a lot of people know about that about me. It's even some friends of mine probably don't even know. So, yeah. How interesting. Now, what type of music? Now I have to know what type. What type of music or genre were you studying? Oh, well, no, I was, I was studying. Um, I, I eventually I wanted to become a music teacher, but it just, I didn't sit with that for that long. But, you know, when I was in high school, I played in the jazz band and the concert band and the marching band and all those yeah, things. So I did piano too, and, yeah, yeah. So piano yeah. and um, and flute and, and piccolo and everything. But it was just like, you know, it, it, I, I just knew once I started studying, I'm like, I didn't feel like this is where I was supposed to be. And I moved on from it. So I'm, I'm a horrible musician, honestly, <laughs> but <laughs> I enjoyed okay. it very much. That's okay because you're an amazing medium. So you're, it's good. <laughs> you found your way. I do think, yeah, I did. I do think, uh, um, you know, my appreciation for music has actually helped my mediumship. I think it has helped me to foster my clear audience in a lot of ways because there's, there's tones that I hear and I, and I get, there's a lot of information in those tones that I hear. And so um, I think that has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see that connection for sure. That's yeah. amazing. Well, thank you so much, Laura. This has been so much fun. Will you please share with our listeners where is the best place for them to go and connect with you and perhaps even have a reading with you, which I think would be amazing. Sure. Yeah, you can go to my website, laurawooster.com. And that's W-O-O-S-T-E-R. For those in the New England area, it's like it sounds like Worcester. I know when you said that earlier, I was like, what's What? What's up? (laughs) Yeah, um, that's the best place to go. It has all my connections to my social media, to classes, events and everything. Well, thank you again so much, Laura. I appreciate you sharing your energies and your insights. This has just been such an honor to have you and a fellow New Englander. I love it. It makes it even better. (laughs) It's awesome. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It's been a pleasure. Oh, well, thank you. Well, as we say, until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Empowered Within with Jennifer Pilates. Your feedback is important. It helps me to connect with you and gives me insight into who you are and what you're enjoying about the show. For today's show notes and discount codes from today's sponsors, head over to jenniferpilates.com. Until next time, may you live an empowered life from within.